It's my pleasure to welcome a double division EFC champ and a man who has recently made his UFC debut. A lifelong dream for Drikas Duplessis. Drikas, thanks so much for your time. You must be on cloud nine. I mean, recently achieving a dream, something you've aspired to. How are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, man, thanks for having me. It's, uh, yeah, cloud nine, that's basically the best description. Um, yeah, a lot of people asking me, has uh, it settled in? And I'm like, honestly, no, it has not. I'm still feeling like I won the fight yesterday or maybe this morning because uh, it's just, uh, like you said, a lifelong dream. And it's something you really have to take time to, to take in. And, you know, it, you know if you get a, a, if you stumble or if you get a loss, you have to take time to reflect on, on what happened. And I do believe that in winning, that's the same. You have to reflect on what happened. And a win like this is the biggest moment of my whole life this far. Uh, and you need to take time to reflect on it. And, Every day I look back at it and I'm like, this is insane. I just, it's, it's crazy. Well, you did South Africa and Africa proud on your debut. Um, how much of a confidence boost is this for you and, and your career? Absolutely. I think uh, the pressure of, of fighting with the nation's pride on your back, uh, the pressure was immense, but uh, I, I enjoyed it so much. And confidence for me to, to finally see our little Jimmy and Victoria competing with the top 30 in the world, competing with the best the world has to offer in the MMA world. And I got a first round knockout. And uh, that just shows what we've been doing here. Just because we are not mainstream yet, uh, it shows that all the years of, of developing our own ways of doing things here in South Africa, we're not a mainstream fight country. We, uh, we don't, you know, we're quite isolated geographically from the rest of the world and fighting world. And uh, going out there and showing that what we've been doing in South Africa in only a short time, like 10 years since MMA started here, we are competing with the, the greatest countries in the world. Uh, the greatest gyms in the world and it's, it's amazing. It feels great to be able to, to do that and for my confidence, for my team's confidence and for our country's confidence as a whole, it, it means the world. Let's rewind a bit now to, to your EFC days where you came in as, as a raw talent. Everyone could see you had immense talent. In the back of your mind, did you always think you're, you're destined for the UFC because you're the type of guy, and, and I've known you a little while now, where there's always an, a target. There's always something you want to achieve on this journey. Can you maybe sort of share some insights? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, to say I knew I was going to fight in the UFC and have this brilliant first-round KO debut, that would be a stretch and that would be too far. One thing I did know from the beginning is I loved fighting more than anybody. And uh, I think that's what, what makes me a great fighter is the fact that I love the sport as a fan and as an athlete. I enjoy training, I enjoy learning, I enjoy, I watch fights every day, I watch multiple fights. It's, it's really what my day is about, everything about fighting, I love it. And, you know, my, my biggest goal when I was a 19 year old, or just in high school, when I was in high school and I started training, was to one day have one pro fight on TV, to be able to fight on TV once, that would be amazing. And I got my debut six months after high school, made my debut and I won it. And the next goal was like, and next moment, my mind went, immediately went to, I just want my debut. That means I can compare myself with these guys and that means I can fight for the belt someday. And being a champion was my biggest dream in the UFC. And all of a sudden, I just got a winning streak and I got my title shot, lost my first title shot and it was a great close fight. And I knew I had what it takes to be a champion and I made the necessary adjustments. I was so young, I was 19, 20 years old. And I won my first belt at 22 and then the, then my mind immediately went to, well, this can't be it. I can't just be a champion, that's it. What's the next step? And by that time, the UFC was all, already on my mind, thinking, imagine one day fighting in the UFC, that must be incredible. And I went for the second bout, 
Uh, obviously, that was something that not a lot of people have done. I was the first in the UFC. And just to prove to myself, this is possible. Whatever you think is possible. Whatever you believe is possible. And once I did that, I got signed to KSW, a major promotion, the third biggest in the world. I won the belt there and I knew, by that time, I, I knew I was going to be in the UFC. Well, I told myself, you will be in the UFC and I will be a UFC champion. And you know, that's just the development of the human mind. And that just shows you, that's what I'm trying to teach you, a guy like Cameron, who's a young protege and definitely a future champion in multiple organizations and the UFC. I'm trying to teach him, don't make the mistake of taking too long to believe in yourself. Because in the beginning, my biggest dream was just to be in the UFC. And now my dream is to be a UFC champion and the greatest of all time. And where I could have had that vision from the beginning saying, listen, I have to take the necessary steps, yeah. but the bigger picture, I should, have, I should have thought about that massive goal of mine of being the greatest of all time since the beginning. So, I mean, my, my mindset developed as, a, as I went further and further. And when you're so young, it's hard to imagine yourself being the greatest of all time. But as you start gaining confidence, like you said, you start really believing in it. And if you can get the young guns coming through now, the newer generation, the next generation almost, is if you can get them to have that mindset of a champion of being the greatest in the world from let's say their first pro fight that's when you can really start getting them to believe in themselves and get them to go to that next level i suppose in, in south africa we tend to grow up uh, being told to be humble so to basically flip that switch and believe in yourself that that takes some hard work but what would your life be like without mma have you ever thought about that where you gone like would you be farming what would you be doing yeah i mean to be honest with you, I can't even believe that I considered another career in my life. I can't see myself doing anything ever other than, than MMA. It's, it's, I, did, I did go study, uh, I, I did want to be a farmer, I did want to do all that. And I still love that. But MMA is just, you know, when you, when you get that feeling of whatever your life is about, MMA has, has to be, I, I, my whole life revolves around MMA. If I want to do something, I'm like, if I want to travel, I'm thinking, before I go somewhere, I have to Google, see what gyms are in the area. It's, it's just a, a way of life. And that's, I guess, what makes me a martial artist is my way of life is MMA. It's not a sport. It's not a hobby. It's not a job. It's my way of life. And I honestly don't see myself doing anything other than that. And me being an adrenaline junkie, for sure, uh, I just love. And what more, there's no sport in the world that gets your adrenaline pumping, like walking out to a fight. The, the UFC debut, um is something that got the attention of a lot of South Africans and, and Africans. Did you, did you feel that there was the support um, at that time? Did you feel a little bit of pressure to perform? Maybe share that with us. Yeah, I mean, the, the support was, was incredible. I can't really say that I got, you know, there's always uh, some bad comments. It, it's happened, it's fighting, because I mean, people, are, they like this guy, they don't like this guy. It's, it's, it's part of the sport, it's, I, mean, I guess. I can't really remember that I had one person, I mean, previously, yes, people would say, Drickus won't be ready for the UFC, he won't be able to make it in the UFC, and like, he's good, yeah, but put him against the UFC, those guys are killers. And I always said, and I would always reply, those guys are killers, but so am I. And once, once I signed the fight, it was almost like everybody became a fan. Uh, even if they're fans or not, just everybody became a, a positive critic. I can't really remember that I saw one person who said he's gonna lose, or he's not ready for this, or everybody, even though they didn't, maybe they didn't believe that I'm, I'm good enough to be there. They definitely show support. And nobody said something bad online. I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's gonna be 50-50 split. People saying no, and people saying yes. But it was incredible. The support was, was amazing. And it was almost for me, I, I was like, these people are already treating me like I won the fight. 
that, that was a bit of pressure. I was like, I still have to win this fight and people were already congratulating me on a win on a fight that didn't even happen yet. So, I mean, that's, that's really that, that sports brings, we've seen this so many times. We saw the World Cup, uh, the Soccer World Cup that was hosted in, in South Africa. We saw the Rugby World Cup now, we saw it in 2007. Nothing unites this country like sports. And for me, it was such an honor to be a part of that because I saw a country unite and it wasn't even a team, not even a national team, it was just one person. And I saw a country uh, unite for behind one person and, and the success and just me representing the flag. And it was, it was incredible. You say that, yet MMA still remains a difficult sell in South Africa for a lot of people. They, they still see it as cage fighting, but over 10 years, I think organizations like the EFC, yourself and other um, athletes have done a lot to change that perception. Do you think that people are slowly being won over to accept MMA, that it's a professional sport and that we have ridiculous talent in South Africa? Absolutely. I think if you looked at the sport just not even long ago, before I made my debut, I made my debut six, seven years ago. If you went to an event, the fighters, the fans, everybody was exactly, it was a cage fighting event. You could see it. And one thing that the EFC did so brilliantly is they, they changed that. They, they, they did what they have to do, make it a professional sport and make it a, call their fighters, don't call me a fighter, call me an athlete. We're not fighting in a cage, we're fighting in a hexagon. The, the fact that it's a cage is just for safety reasons. It's not a cage fight, it's not a fight to death. Or, and people will like to think that way. It's uh, basically one of the most disciplined sports in the world. It really is. And I really believe that, especially if you look at the age group of people watching fights, if you look at the, the people that are attending events, People go out to the EFC as a family event. People go with their kids, people. It's such a fun night out for everybody. And you know, it, uh, uh, me owning this, uh, this gym, I've seen that. People bring their kids here now. We are, our kids' loss are probably one of the biggest loss because people realize this, it's, not, it's not about cage fighting. It's about being a martial artist and learning respect. The amount of respect, if you talk to fighters, people are always like, fighters, are, they're probably some of the nicest people you've ever met. I can count on one hand fighters and I've met a whole lot of them worldwide that have been people that you don't really want to surround yourself with. Always the nicest, humblest, and because people, I think MMA especially, teaches you that there's, there's discipline and you need to be humble because life, just like a fight, I mean, you can't predict what's going to happen. And uh, I really believe that's, that's, that's uh, the stigma that's really turning and it turned the last two, three years extremely quickly. How would you describe the South African MMA scene as it is? Because, you know, COVID has obviously wreaked havoc and the lockdown with a lot of gyms, but there's still a lot of talent coming through the ranks. Yes, absolutely. I think this whole COVID thing made, made it extremely difficult for fighters, especially professional fighters, because a lot of people, this is their job. And in the, in the age that we are today, Five years ago, you could have had a day job, then go train two hours and then still be a champion in the UFC. Right now, you can't do that because you're competing with guys like me. You're competing with guys like Iga Cabeza, guys who full-time Temba Gurimba. You're competing with guys who are dedicating their whole life to this. This is their job. They're nine to five. This is what they do. Well, they live, uh, breathe, I mean, I look at Cameron. Everything. He's 19 years old. Yeah. This is what he does. He trains just the way that I do. He wakes up, he comes to the gym and... It's a whole day, everything you do, your diet, your mental training, everything is just to, to be a professional fighter. And if you think you're going to compete with that as a part-time fighter, 
you know, there's some guys who do it, but you're, you're highly mistaken if you think you're going to be able to, you know, become a champion in that way. And unfortunately, now we're in a situation where this whole year there was no event. So people, I think especially pro fighters, where are they getting money from? How do they make a living from this? And I, I think that's going to have a, a very bad impact on, on fighters as a whole. But I do think we can get through this. And like our gym, we did it. We, we got through it. And, you know, yeah, obviously there's going to be some people who doesn't get through it. And, and that's, that's extremely sad. But you know, South Africa will, will keep on producing, or Africa will keep on producing brilliant athletes. And soon the EFC will be back. And we'll, we'll, I think the guys are going to be hungrier than ever to, to get in there and show, listen, this is what we can do. And especially me and Don and all of us that went to the UFC now, uh, champion Dalja, went to the UFC and won. Now I think a lot of pro guys and amateur guys are going to see, wow, young guns are going to see, wow, it is possible. Yeah. Like, they're not stuck in the mindset anymore of, I'm from South Africa, I'll never make it to the big leagues. Right now, we have the last three guys that went from EFC to UFC. We have, we got uh, the first fight, three knockouts uh, in, in, in our first fights. And I mean, we have done a two fight win streak. Uh, it's, it's, it shows you we can compete with the best in the world and that's going to change the whole mindset of everybody. So, I mean, that's, that's great. I think uh, African MMA still has a whole lot to offer. Trick as we talk about your your future plan, and you speak about wanting to be the the greatest ever. Um, is is middleweight where you see yourself um, competing? And I mean, there's some big sharks swimming in that division. Is that is that where you you want to go? And and if I'm not mistaken, it's a four fight contract uh, with the UFC. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a four fight deal, uh, the first contract. And right now, getting through this first contract successfully, and getting the next contract, starting negotiations there. And you know, building my, 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 my CV, keep on building it like I did in, when I was in the EFC and KSW, you know, build the fan base, build, build trust in, in my abilities. I mean, that's what this first contract's all about for me, is building trust in my abilities, in myself, my, building my confidence. You know, I looked at the top five of the middleweight, well, even the top 10 of uh, the middleweight division, and yeah, it's a scary place to be. And I look at the names and I'm like, I've been idolizing these guys forever, but that's exactly how my EFC career started. I had t-shirts of all the guys I faced. I had posters of all the guys I faced previously. I mean, I had, at my first UFC event, I took a photo with Martin van Staden. That was his fight. I was 16 years old. And uh, I mean, five years later, I was fighting Martin van Staden for the welterweight title. And that's exactly how I see, how I see this going. I think uh, it's going to take, I'm fighting, I'm right up there now. I'm in the top 30 after this fight, which makes it incredible. And this four fight deal, and I'm definitely staying in middleweight. I'll never go down to 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 Alter again. Maybe later in my career, a light heavy will be an option. But I mean, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Uh, the, the climbing the ladder, building my career at middleweight, and becoming the the middleweight champion. That's all that I'm thinking about right now, and doing that in the smartest way I possibly can. And you know, that's 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 what that's what I'm that's what I'm after. Is you know, getting being one of the names in that top five that people also say, listen, you don't want to be fighting that guy. Just like people are thinking about Paulo Costa at the moment. People are saying, gee, I don't want to fight that guy, Joel Romero. I want to be one of those guys, being one of the guys that people say, you don't want to fight him. Let's talk about the evolution of Drickus Duplessis. How would you describe it? Because as you say, 19-year-old, raw, um, full of talent, full of um, excitement to where you are now after the W on UFC debut. I think the biggest way to describe it is passion. I think uh, I had a, I, and I still do, I have a, the, such passion for what I do, and I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my career. And everybody that knows me, knows me as the guy that, when it comes to training, 
I'm pretty hard on the guys as well when we train on my teammates. I will tell them, listen, you're slacking and you bring down the whole team. If you, if you aren't training, if you aren't doing the training session 100%, rather sit on the sidelines. I mean, if you're injured, it's one thing, but if, for me, I want to be an example to everybody that trains here. I'm here on time every day. I make sure I'm, I'm here before class, stay later, doing the extra work, because if I'm expecting that from my whole team, because I know as a team, we have what it takes. The only thing that's going to make the difference is how hard are you willing to go for it? And I've always had that mindset, and that's gotten me to where I am today. And I would just say the passion that I have for the sport is, is what got me here. From a, a 19-year-old raw talent, just willing to learn, willing to get better. And I never lose that. I go with guys that train for one month, and I, I grapple with them, and I enjoy grappling. Saturdays, I'll spend three hours grappling with guys that they don't even know a choke, but there's something to learn from it. There's something to learn from every single person. And I always try to make sure, no matter if somebody doesn't know anything, to try and learn from anybody. And that's the mindset that, that got me here, is being willing to learn and never being in a place where you say, oh, I know more than this guy, so he probably can't teach me anything. Because that's, that's, the, that's the ticket to your downfall right there. I honestly believe that I keep on learning every single day. I try to learn something new every day and from anybody who's willing to teach. What makes CIT a good place? What makes it a special place? It's your home. It's my home and CIT, a lot of people are like, are you going to go to this gym? I go train at Sanford. That's an amazing gym. They have two champions, uh, UFC champions. They have multiple, multiple Bellator. They have 30 UFC fighters training there. It's, it's amazing to go train there and I do. That's, it. That's, my other, that's my other gym. But my home is CIT and CIT has gotten me from an 18-year-old, made me a three-time world champion, got me to the UFC, got a successful first round knockout. That means we're doing something right. And other than that, just other than the fact that they made me a successful fighter, this is my home, this is my people, my best friends are here. My, my best friends, my coach is one of my best friends. My, my, my leading training partner is one of my best friends, if not my best friend. It's, it's, it's the, the vibe we have here, it's 100% family, nothing is forced. I mean, it's, the, it's never the, a, a case of, this is your teammate, so you have to invite him to your wedding. Or well, this is your teammate, so he has to go to your birthday party. It's not like that. I mean, there's some of, of the guys in the team that are friends and some of the guys who are training partners. And that's, that's life. You're not going to be friends with anybody, everybody. But as a team, we, we have such a great family vibe. And there's never, I mean, I've been at CIT for seven years, eight years. There's never been a situation where there's a fight outside of the competition. There's, no matter how hard we go, me and Machir, you'd say we hate each other the way we fight and the way we, we, we spar each other, but we're best friends. We spend hours uh, together every day and uh, on weekends we decide to do that as well, you know, having a beer or whatever it is. It's, uh, it's not only fighting for us, it's also you know, the life. It's also life. Fighting, and Machil says it best, he's like, fighting is not life. There's a whole lot of more important stuff than fighting in life, but it's the friendships we have here. I mean, if, I'm, if I can't train, I'm injured, or I still come here because this is, my, this is my people. And I think that's really what makes CIT so great, is people want to be here, and in our amateur group and the, the other people training here, you get that same, that culture just kept on rolling it from the pro team where we were just a pro gym to the commercial side now. Everybody feels that way, like people come here to make friends. This is your home away from home, this is your third stop from work, home, we're a Starbucks of, of, of training and it's, it's, it's incredible. Just uh, everybody that's here wants to be here. Nobody's forced. Nobody's forced to be here. This is just, if you don't want to be here, you, sh you shouldn't be here, but you know, fighting aside, people want to be here just because of the camaraderie we have here. I know you've said it before, but it's very important for you, from what I believe, to be 
African-born, African-trained, and to be fighting out of Africa in the UFC. Is that still something you believe? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like I said, all my achievements have come right from, from this gym. All my achievements come from this country, all my, my coaching, my, my teammates, all of them are African. We don't, I mean, and I do go overseas to train often, and I learn a lot from them, but this will always stay my home. And, you know, when the day comes where it's time to, to move on, I can promise you I won't be moving on alone. I will take my people with me. If, if, if I'm ever in the situation where I can take my, where I have to go train somewhere else, or we say, listen, we're going we're gonna to make some changes, let's go to America. I will not go there without my, my team. If my coach says, listen, I'm, I don't want to coach anymore, maybe I'll, find, I have to, well, I'll have to find a new coach. But that's not even on the horizon. Right now, if it, if it, if it ends up that happening, uh, hypothetically, I will take my team with me. I won't go without my team because, I mean, I have an incredible team and I really do believe we are world class. What does the future hold? What are we, when, is, when can we expect to see Drikas Duplessis in action again? Because 2021 is a big year, uh, 2020 is pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, was, I was so excited to get in there before the end of the year. I trained this whole year around to, for this fight and this made it all worth it, this one fight. And I wanted to get there, in there before the end of the year. But right now, the fights at Fight Island finishes this weekend. There's no fights happening in Abu Dhabi and it's all in the States right now. For me to be able to find the States, there's some visa uh, complications that I have to sort out. And for that to happen, I need to be in the States. So um, right now I have a team to support uh, fighters training for their fights. They help me and just, uh, just like that, I'll help them. And when December holiday comes, uh, I'm going to obviously spend some time with the family and then head over to the States for a few weeks, maybe six, seven weeks, go train at Sanford. And uh, then we start the process with the visa and to get a, a visa that says I can earn money in, in, the, in the States. So, I mean, ideally and realistically, uh, we're looking at February. Uh, and then uh, definitely an active year of 2021, most definitely. I want to get three, four fights in certainly at 2021. Well, trick is to perceive done South Africa and the continent proud. We thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Keep yeah. it up, champ. And um, yeah, thanks for chatting to us on CGT in Africa. Always a pleasure.